Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Spark London. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them all across London. This first story was told by Paul Case. In July 2015. Where the theme of the night was in flames. Alright, so I was, I was hitchhiking uh, through rural Laos which in Southeast Asia, which uh, of course makes me a complete prick. And... We were, we were standing on sort of a dust... Me and my friend were standing on the dusty roadside, me and my friend George, and all the cars that passed us were usually, like, beaten up, like, kind of, like, dusty, kind of, like, you know, kind of rural cars, you know. Um, and we're waiting for a long time. The sun's kind of, like, just beating down. And then all of a sudden, like, this really sleek, like, looking, like, black Mercedes, like, perfectly clean like, pulls up in front of us. This is in the middle of nowhere, right? Bit weird. So, and the guy, sort of, the, the window sort of comes down, and it's this Laotian guy wearing sunglasses, and he starts speaking to us, obviously, in, in his language. Uh, we don't really understand him, but we're just sort of pointing, going, that way, that way, that way now, please, obviously. And, uh, and he goes, yeah, 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 come in. So, okay, so it's my turn to go in the front. So I get in the front, and my friend George gets in the back. And then he immediately, he starts the car, and it immediately goes from, like, zero to about 90, right? And it's obvious, just after that, this guy's really fucked up. He's really fucked on something. Like, I don't know if he's drunk, or he's on meth. My friend George said later on that, like, you see the reflection in his sunglasses in his eye here and his eyes were just like whirring all over the place, right? Genuinely kind of terrifying man, right? And so he's just ranting at me in, in, his, in his language. Is it Laos, Laotian? I don't know, I haven't, done the, haven't even done the most basic research. Um, but he just starts ranting at me, I start, I don't really understand what he's saying, sorry, but he's not even looking at the fucking road, and he's just kind of like looking at me, and like sort of his hands down, and he's sort of laughing, going, ah, ha, 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 like that. It's just like, it's a really manic, kind of like tense atmosphere, and then he like, it just gets increasingly bizarre, like he pulls out like this sort of little pink bag of something, like this tiny like pink bag, and he, and he sniffs it, and I'm like, I don't know what this is, and he puts it against my 
my face and it's like, I don't know what this is. And I sort of go, ha, oh, thanks, no thanks. He sort of throws it on my lap sort of, and gives a gesture I should take it. And I'm like, I don't really know what this is. So I just sort of put it by the gear stick, just hoping this will all be over really soon. And then, like, and then he opens up my window. He opens up my window and he leans across me like, and makes a finger gun. And this goes outside, right? Don't know why. Yeah, he's mad, all right? And then he starts the car's just driving and driving. My friend George is just like oblivious in the back. You know, he's basically falling asleep while this chaos is happening. And then, and then, the, then like, I don't know why this happens, and I barely even see it happen. But the man reaches across and he tweaks my nipple. <laughs> all right. And I'm like actually like stunned. I'm stunned, and like, I'm so, I don't know how to respond to that. And, I, and I'm just I'm really scared, you know. Like I'm sort of cr- curled up in the corner, just kind of like a bit terrified. And he's just like sort of just carries on <laughs> to himself, just generally going mad. At one point, George kind of wakes up and he goes, "Are you all right?" I'm like, "No, I'm really not all right. We need to stop. We're going stop the car, stop the fucking car now, stop the car." And he suddenly just I don't know how he understands, but we just he suddenly jams on on the brakes. And we bought, and we literally fall out of the car, like with our bags, and everything, just onto this dusty roadside. And we come, and we walk round to the other side of the car, and he winds down his window again, so not to wave goodbye, but again to get his finger gun out, and just go at both of us, and then drives off into the distance, right? And then my friend turns to me and goes, "Did he tweet your nipple?" <laughs> And I was like, yeah, he did, yeah. He was like, oh, that's weird. And that's it. Cheers. This next story is by Azariah. And comes from the same night at the Hackney Attic. So when I was maybe seven or eight, I was living in Leeds in Yorkshire. I was living in a part of Leeds called Chapeltown. And it was a place that collected the different waves of immigration that came in um, to the UK. Because after the flames of World War II, the call went out to the Caribbean, come and rebuild Mother England. And so people rushed and came in. However, we found it wasn't as friendly as we supposed. And so communities within communities began to form. And what we had was lots of entrepreneurs and tradesmen and people that would come around our communities, come and ring the bell, knock on, knock on the door and come and offer their wares. There were two men who used to come to visit my mum and I. It was just mum and I in the house and they'd come knock on the door, ring the bell. And it was these two men called Brother P and Brother Studdard, a couple of Jamaican guys who were absolutely brilliant. They were from the New Testament Church of God, and there everyone was a brother or a sister. I never, to this day, don't know what Brother P's name really was. Was it Pinocchio or Pedro? I don't know. But there we were. There I was as a little boy. And Brother P and Brother Studdard would come in and then sell their wares, all sorts of knickknacks for the house. And also they used to bring these big religious arts. They have things like guardian angels with, with the kind of little children with bright blue eyes and, and wonderful shock blonde hair crossing over a bridge with a big hole in it. And the angel's about to hopefully rescue them or just laugh as they fall into oblivion. <laughs> and then they'd keep on coming and selling things and then eventually Brother Studdard seemed to fade out a little bit and Brother P kept on coming and he'd start to arrive around mealtimes 
And so mum would kind of welcome me in and say, oh, you come at the right time, brother P. Come and have something to eat at the table. So like, oh, thank you very much, thank you very much. And so he'd sit and eat. And he was really friendly to me. Because other men at times were interested in mum, but he was interested in me too. And so he'd sort of sing little songs to me. So things like, Mr. Cameraman, what you doing, cameraman? And like, Mr. Music Man, it was great. I can do all the actions and we'd have lots and lots of fun together, um, brother P and I. And as he would come, he'd come for no reason at all. He even got the special three rings, which means it's a friend. So whenever you ring three rings, that was fine. So he'd come along, come for meals, and something was happening. There was a bit of a kind of fanning of flames of love between him and my mum, I think. And then one day I overheard a conversation where he told her that mysteriously, suspiciously, his car had caught flames, had, 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 had gone to fire in near Huddersfield, Huddersfield near Leeds. And, uh, and he was really happy to be collecting the insurance and getting a new car. So that was kind of odd. I remember a little while later, Brother P had come around mealtimes. Mum was in the kitchen cooking away. And he and I were sat on our lovely settee. We had this lovely kind of maroon settee, which was really comfortable. And I don't know why on earth he did this, but he got his lighter out and began just to kind of show me his lighter. And like, Look at that, you see that? <laughs> Look at the flame. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, <laughs> you see that? <laughs> and so he's there flicking his lighter and, and kind of just sort of holding it over the settee and just sort of showing me and kind of kind of making it go so you could sort of see the, the, the kind of red line going back and forth. And it was exciting. And as a child, my eyes all wide and seeing this whole, this exciting event. And then Harry went out of the room for something. And I realised the settee was beginning to feel a little warm. <laughs> and he came back in and grabbed me really quickly because there was this kind of amber glow in the settee and his lighter had caught the stuffing inside the settee alight. He ran into the kitchen, quickly got a basin of water and doused it and all was well. Well, I don't remember seeing Brother P that much after that occasion. <laughs> However... I do remember he helped us with the insurance and we got a lovely new settee. <laughs> Spark is going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Join us for seven nights of true stories from the 23rd to the 29th of August at the Cowgate Head, venue 32. And to be in with a chance of winning free tickets, don't forget to fill in our listener survey. That's at sparklondon.com forward slash survey. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.